What's this? Six Pack Chats, episode four. Let's get it. Ah, ooh, wee. Crispy. Yeah. What are you drinking on? Well, so I had three beers left out of a mix pack. Yeah. Firestone Walker. And um, so I have a Union Jack IPA left. Mm. A Mind Haze IPA. Mm-hmm. And a Propagator Series Citrus or Citra. It's a single hop hazy IPA. I have uh, beer envy because I have Michelob Ultras left over from the weekend. Hey, it could have been um, Truly's or something. <laughs> so here's our question for today. We ended last episode on it. We're going to talk about our rap Mount Rushmore. Okay, so I'm going to go to you first for yours after I mentioned, by the way, this is a six-pack chats where we just have a six-pack and chat. You just heard us crack our beers when the last beer or the sixth beer is over, so is the episode. So that's kind of how we're rolling. By the way, we do have a Twitter account. Now, we don't have listeners at this point or followers on Twitter, but I feel like we should mention six-pack chats with the word six written out is where you can find us on Twitter. And we give out uh, ab advice. Yeah, oh, all day. Crunches all day long. No, once they haul us off for drinking too many beers, we just move to abs. Yeah. We give you and, ab advice every week. Isn't that what you do in the sober tank? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ab work. Getting that sober tank. Okay, so I thought about this a lot since the last episode. We were getting right to it. Your computer crashed. Let's hope this doesn't happen this time because I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. I have notes. A lot of time on the toilet thinking about it? <laughs> yes. It was perfect time for that. My Mount Rushmore of rap, I talked about it Saturday with a guy who really got me all fired up and made me switch one of them. Ooh. Which is a headache when you're doing Mount Rushmore because then you got to... Because there's only like seven guys on it, right? <laughs> right. So, and dude, you got to put it in stone. You know what I mean? So it's a whole thing. It's a whole commitment. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me? Um, why don't we kind of go back and forth? Okay. Draft style. Yeah. My guess is 75% of them are going to be the same. Because I just said, what's your rap Mount Rushmore? This is where we ran into issues with me and my other guys that I was talking well, about. Well, I remember we started talking about, are we going to allow like groups? Right. Because I mean, it's going to be hard to chisel that many faces into a yeah. <laughs> side of a mountain. But I think if you want to say, let's say you want to say outcast. Right. To me, that's one. If you wanted to say Wu-Tang Clan, it's going to take a lot more mountainside. But yeah. I think to me, that counts as one. Cool. Mm. Okay, so um, I'll go ahead. I'll go first. I think um, this is an obvious. I'm going to say Dr. Dre. Now, I know he's, you got to say he's a rapper, right? He has two of the greatest albums. The Chronic is certainly top five albums of all time. Oh, right. He, the Chronic 2 was amazing. Um, he essentially is where... Snoop Dogg came from and NWA came from and the game and 50 cent and Eminem. And he's the first rap billionaire. So to me, I think Dr. Dre is a lock while technically not a rapper. I said Mount Rushmore of rap. So True. to me, to me, to me, Dr. Dre deserves to be there. Well, it's his ability with the whole like producing finding mm -hmm. talent. Like, yeah. But he I also rapped, right? Yeah. He also rapped and he has, I mean, again, the chronic 
is one of the best albums of all time. And he found Beats. Right. He's a, the first rap billionaire because he sold Beats for a billion dollars. Smart guy. I got Dr. Dre all day. What about you? Who's your first one? Well, so it's kind of hard because it's like, do you put, obviously I'm going to put like Tupac and Biggie on there. Like, would they be one? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think so. I think it's hard to have one without the other. Yes. They're very connected. Right. So it's hard to, but I would, I'll go with Tupac just because I don't know. It's probably like one of the first rappers that I heard and then like be my buddies listen to. Yeah. And his acting ability. Well, listen, I'm with you. So look, initially he wasn't in my top four, but I'm going to go ahead and join you and put him in my top four and put him on my Mount Rushmore. Here's the thing. His albums are amazing. Uh, For me, Biggie doesn't make it just because he was cut short. He doesn't have the library that Tupac has. And to your point, he's Tupac's stretched out, right? He was impactful socially and he went on to do movies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And you listen to that slow burn, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. He basically just went into the studio after he got out of jail and just started recording, 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 recording. That's all I cared about. You know, he would have been even more prolific. So I'm with you. I'm going to put Tupac up there as well. Slow burn, by the way, if listen, all of those seasons of that podcast are amazing. Because they did the Tupac and Biggie one. They also did a Clinton one and then a Nixon one. An amazing podcast, Slow Burn. Um, Okay, so. We're going to come out with the next episode in depth, something like that. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's let's start looking up conspiracy theories. Okay, next week, you're Mount Rushmore of conspiracies. (laughs) But wait, wait. Okay, so I have Jay-Z and Tupac. You said Tupac, you're up. I would say Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Just... The long, longevity, number of hits, you know, I mean, yeah, he founded kind of like talent, a lot of talent, Rockefeller. And on some level, he's up there as a pure, pure rapper. We're just talking about strength of library over his career, right? Dude was been putting out bangers since Biggie's time, right? Right. And um, is just can put out hits. I'm with you. I just think Jay-Z is a pure rapper and he's up there for that reason. Um, so I'm on to number three for me or three for you. That would be Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> if you're going left to right, dude, don't quote me on that stand- though. <laughs> the dude could stand up there and blow, right? The dude could drop some lyrics. You're talking about Abe Lincoln? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, man. And let me say, you know, Drake just barely missed the cut because he's too new school. Mm-hmm. Kanye barely missed the cut for me as well. He misses the cut for me because he went fucking crazy <laughs> and started making like like all his like college dropout. Like his first four albums were awesome. I still listen to this yeah. day. Oh, seriously. But then his other ones, when he got super artistic with it, it's like, nah, just flow. Dude. You got to tell me you're number three. I honestly have forgotten mine. Mine. I wrote these down earlier. So. Was, wasn't it Jay-Z? Jay-Z, Tupac. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Okay. Yeah. You Okay. Go. You give me your third. Jesus. I'm only halfway into one ultra and I've already lost my mind. Go right. ahead. Who's your, who's your third? 
I'm going to go with Eminem. Okay. Just, I mean, smash hit type smash hit. But I think he kind of changed the face of the game, per se, the way that Rob Van Winkle or Snow couldn't do. (laughs) Yeah, he was a legitimate bars, rapper, lyrics, hits. Rob Van Winkle, they were just flashing the pans like vanilla ice like parody right right Right, totally like gimmicky like hey he's a white guy that can rap he looks good where m was like i'm a white guy in drugs and i like to rap right yeah you know the one problem for me with eminem and here's why he didn't make it for me i just feel like unlike kanye's late registration college dropout you put those on bangers Mm-hmm. But so much of what Eminem did was about pop culture. To me, it hardly stands up. Now, you can turn on a few of them, right? You can put on still, uh, I'm Slim Shady, the real, you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can put on a few of them. But for the most part, he was so topical, almost like a comedian, right? If you mm-hmm. go back and watch um, George Carlin right now, it doesn't hit the same as it did back then because it was so about the moment right but the reason it hit hard back for george carlin was because that was all new nowadays it's the same shit happening nowadays from when he was you know nothing's changed but what i'm saying is like if you go back and listen to eminem's stuff right so much of it is pop culture references oh right and throwing a middle finger at people yeah, and he's talking about Christina Aguilera and and Tom Green. My <laughs> bum is on your lips. My bum is on your lips. Great line. But, dude, if I put that on now, my kids don't know who Tom Green is. He's just recording history, man. I mean, it's – listen, again, Eminem barely misses the I cut. wonder how many kids, like, say, like my son, for instance, he's uh, 11. And I let him listen to rap. I don't, you know, like, I don't censor anything, per se. Wow. I, I just, how I tell like him and his buddies, like our the guys in the baseball team, like, look, you got to know your audience. Like when you're with your three best friends in your room, there's probably stuff you can say to each other that you don't want to say when our mom's around. Right. You know? So I'm like, Ian, I mean, I mean, I'll make a bonfire and put some backyard barbecue hip hops on, you know? Yeah. 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 Just yeah. don't repeat the bad words, kids. <laughs> dude that's crazy and because, they like, started a swear jar because of us listen art my daughter is like she's i think a grade older than your kid no right but well, great like my daughter is the same age as your daughter yeah, yeah 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 no i know okay so so that just freaks if she if i accidentally put on an unedited version of a song she gets all cross-eyed with me see my daughter would more or less get cross-eyed, you know, yeah. whereas my son, but yeah, that's, that's the best version right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Are you ready? Well, for no, my- what I was going to say is, yeah. Think about what if he came across like a, that Eminem song, like your bums on my lips, your bums on my lips. How many people, kids have figured out who Tom Green is through that song? <laughs> Probably a lot at this point. Right. What does he even do anymore? He's got to be doing something. He was early doing the um, podcast type thing from his house. Remember that? Yeah. So Joe Rogan 
essentially says, I went on Tom Green's internet show that he did from his living room, and that's where Joe Rogan got the idea to do a podcast. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, I just sit here and talk. Yeah. And now Joe Rogan just signed for a hundred mil with Spotify. He's just like, well, Rogan's just like a it's like every guy kind of guy. Like Yo, he's like, I don't give a fuck. Just be cool to everybody. Well, and he's got such unique interests and he knows so much about, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. UFC is obviously a big one, but he loves hunting. He loves monkeys and apes and whatnot. <laughs> so right. And he believes it like man should help man out type stuff. And yeah. And he's not afraid to talk to the enemy per se. Yeah. Next one. Well, dude, he's, he's great because that's what gives him a huge advantage over so many podcasts where people are just chit chatting. He's got connects, right? Mm -hmm. He has Elon Musk in there. Like we're going to start having interviews, but it's going to be like, my buddy from work. <laughs> right. Hey, I got Joe the plumber here. He's going to yeah. tell us how to change out a sink. <laughs> Seriously. So, Rich, if anybody wants to know how to change out a sink, I will get a plumber. I got to tell you something else that just happened tonight after we get through this rap Mount Rushmore thing. You ready for my fourth? Please disagree with me here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because this one's off the wall. I'm going to say my fourth. Because of what he did for his region, because to me, how he changed the game. And to be honest, I'm not even a fan of the guy, but my fourth is going to be Master P. Ooh. Because Make him say, uh. he really just created a whole thing. That No Limit thing was a thing. And everybody's albums look like that. He put the South on the map to a large degree, right? Certainly you have T.I., but I think even T.I. is later than that. And I think Atlanta blew up after No Limit, right? You got to think No Limit is Wheezy, right? Little Wayne, Mm -hmm. who maybe could go on the Mount Rushmore. The Birdman. Master P, right? And Birdman. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And I also think he really changed it to show people, and I don't think they realize how much he did for being independent, right, outside of a label. I think that he was ahead of his game from the um, what turned into be SoundCloud and independent rappers and them doing their own thing. I think, um, for me, I think he was a mogul in and of himself. Again, I wasn't a huge no limit guy. I mean, I love back that ass up. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong. Right. But I wasn't a huge fan, but I just think that dude stands out as more than just a rapper, but he was really one of the early moguls from down South. Where are you at on that? So when master P first came out, what was it like 95, 96 ish? Somewhere so, like 90s, early 90s. Yeah, early 90s for sure. It, they were founded in 91. Right. And but, so, but how long until we hear about them in Kansas? Right. Totally. So, I, I want to say it was probably like maybe 95. Like, I remember when. I remember when that vividly came out. Like, I had to be in like fifth or sixth grade. And me and all my buddies rushed out and got that CD, and we probably memorized. Like every song, you know, dude, I just think he was a different cat. No limit, you know, was so you remember for a while, Snoop Dogg was no limit. 
Did you know? Yeah, right. Did you? Quick little fact here. Yeah. And I'm 99% sure this is true. Okay. But Snoop Dogg only has like one top, like single of all time, like for hit number one. Number one. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's, you can, I might Google that. Google. Do you know what, what song was it? I, I want to say it was off. I mean, what was doggy style? I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy with that, but I'm putting master P up there just because I think he, uh, you know, was one of the founders that switched it up and really stands out to me. That's understandable. I get right, it. Who's your, who's your fourth? So I'm going to lean with NWA. Ooh, okay. Just because like, I think they kind of set the standards for like an era of rap and like a genre of rap per se. Like, yeah. You know, there's genres inside of. Yeah. 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 And no, you're right. They definitely came out with the, you know, shock rap, you know what I mean? So I'm going to say like, they also, you could subcategorize them into their solo careers. So, you know, like ice cube, how many hits did he have? Oh, I mean, who would have known, yeah. known where easy might've been in this conversation. Right. Right. And Dre, obviously. Right. So like that, just the amount of talent that that group produced and the amount of okay. music, you know, like, dude, I'm not mad at that at all because on some level before NWA, it was a lot of, you know, maybe you catch a wild thing here <laughs> and there, right? You, you catch a hip hop, the hip, 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 hip hop, but they really came with that gangster rap and they fought that good fight, right? Against the government. Yeah. Well, they, they told you how like, they're like, well, we'll just rap about our lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, kind of like how any rock band talks about heroin. Except they weren't coloring their language at all, right? Rock, mm-hmm. like if you listen, you're like, oh, um, so many rock songs. Like the song Spoon Man? Yeah. Which is funny is the song Spoon Man was like a pretty big hit when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I was in grade school and I can remember like everybody, the Spoon Man, not knowing that the song's about heroin. But NWA did none of that. No, they told you how, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm all right with that. Dude, I'm all right with NWA being on there. I mean, trust me, when I first heard NWA, it blew my mind. Right? You know? Dude, blew my mind. Like, people like, just speaking, like, truthfully. Dude, again, because what did we hear up to that point? Maybe an Ice Ice Baby? Maybe... <laughs> You right. know, on the radio. And so I had to go to a head shop in Salina, Kansas called the House of Sight and Sound. And you had to go downstairs to look for the rap seed. And it wasn't even CDs, obviously. It was cassettes or whatever back then. Eight tracks. And, uh, yeah, bro. Blew my mind. I'm telling you. And then I was all in. I'm surprised they even let that album into Salina, Kansas. I am too. I don't think... Well, you know, so then I start listening to NWA and Ice Cube and all this stuff. And, dude, I don't know that it was less than six months before the cops showed up on my door asking my mom if I was in a gang. Like, <laughs> the a hard gang. The Salina. Bro, I mean, asking me if I'm – no, I'm not in a – like, chill out. So that was kind of crazy. What are you going to do, hit me, cop? Well, I'm just like, like – I don't even know what that means, man. Right, you're like – 
gang. Like I, I just made my first friend. <laughs> so my Mount Rushmore of rap, which was tough because it's for Jay-Z, Tupac, Dr. Dre, and Master P. And I could probably be talked out of Master P, but I like it. Yours, Jay-Z, Tupac. Who was it? NWA and? Eminem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Eminem. Uh, Eminem. Yeah, we went on a whole thing. Um, so listen, man. Things are scary in this world right now. People are rioting. There's coronavirus. They don't care about the coronavirus because they're rioting and blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you this. As scary as this world is right now, I would not do well in olden days. Tonight, we're here. We're kind of getting dinner ready, and all of a sudden, bang, on our back door. A bird flew <laughs> right into our glass back door and just dropped dead. And it I'm dropped like, dead? Yeah. It, like, I've seen birds fly in the windows and like fly off. Well, that's what I was hoping. So I gave it some time. I said, just give it some time. It's probably just knocked out. <laughs> and I left it there for like a half hour. It's a deep sleep. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, how long can it be out from a concussion? That's when you teach your, your girls about Darwinism. Well, so then I'm like, okay, I guess I got to do something with this thing. Dude, I was so grossed out having to touch this bird. It was dead. Bird flu. I mean, I was tempted to let my dog just go out there and deal with it. Or just leave but, it for like the coyotes at night. But who knows what, you know, I don't want my dog eating that or. Oh, right? no. No, okay. So it's funny that you say that though, because it, this has happened to me like three or four times now. So I've been sitting like in the chair watching TV kind of by the front door and the, we'll leave our front door open. And then like the top half is like, you can pull down and it's a screen, you know? Yeah. yeah. So like you can hear what's going on outside, like letting fresh air in like at least three or four times. All of a sudden I hear it's like in around our front tree outside is like a bunch of rocks. And all of a sudden you hear a thump, I'm like, scattering the rocks i'm like it freaks you out every time yeah then after like the third time what the fuck is going on and so finally i i got up and looked and squirrels keep falling out of the tree and just lean like probably from 20 feet (laughs) up i'm just like how do you squirrel fall out of a tree (laughs) and then do they die most of the time No, like every time they've gotten up and just ran off wow Right. So pretty durable little bastards. <laughs> so, so then I'm like, okay, I got it. So I get a snow shovel and a paper bag and I guess I'll snow shovel this bird into this paper bag. I guess. I don't know. That's funny. Cause I've actually picked up dead animals with snow shovels as well. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, dude, back in 1870. That's good. Eating. In this, well, in this neck of the woods, dude, a man was a man, right? He would crap in a hole in his yard. This this wouldn't have phased him at all. But I'm like, ew. Speaking of like a guy crapping in a hole in a yard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but on those lines, a man being a man. So Joe Rogan, who we were talking about, had a guy on who was on this show called like Living Alone. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to go watch the show because like the premise is like, there's like 10 contestants and they get put in the, like, 
outback wilderness by themselves. They get bring 10 things with them and whoever survives the longest wins. Wow. Yeah. And so this guy made it 77 days. Jesus. And, but like his backstory was amazing. And at one point in his life, he was in like Siberia, like with these like nomads and he like hurt his knee. Like there was, had an ax and he cut his knee with an ax or something. He's like, I was in bed. No, couldn't move. Had a shit in the bag. Oh, I'm like, what? Like, fuck that. So I have a hard time going on a giant in the spot. <laughs> right. You outside know? of Royals, outside of Kaufman. Yeah. It takes me some effort. So yeah. what are well, the, who doesn't like a good trough? what are the regulations on the 10 things that I can bring with me? Can I bring a car, a cell phone? No. Um, but in part of like the thing was like, they, obviously like had a cell phone type deal. Cause they got texts every day, like every night kind of a check-in from producers. Oh, um, I, I haven't really looked into it, but I know like, so they got a bow and arrow, but it could only be like a certain type of bow and arrow. Oh, so, but I know that was a limited thing, but I want to say it was just like 10 things you can carry on yourself type. So like, like how long could you survive if we dropped you off in the middle of the mountains in Colorado? Uh, probably longer than you. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee Contest. it. I guarantee it. Um, I don't know. I've always contemplated. I've always wanted to do, like, so this guy does these, like, camp deals now or. Yeah, a buddy of mine at work, he went to, like, this survivalist camp. Right. Or, a, you know, semi-preppers camp where you go up there and you camp and then during the day they give you lessons on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Here's what to eat, what not to eat. Right. Um, I mean, I feel like I've watched a lot of shows and retained a lot of information that I might be able to survive for like four days. <laughs> well, you would obviously survive, right? I mean, even if you just laid on your back, you wouldn't well, starve out and dehydrate in four days, would you? I would hope not. But like they were but, talking on the show, like you had, like the guy's idea was like I got to get a moose, I got to kill a moose oh somehow. My God, like and he killed a moose, I guess, and it took him from like he said he killed it at like two in the afternoon, maybe, and he took him to like ten thirty at night to finish all quartering it and like cleaning it, and so I'm really gonna watch the show because that's kind of fucking crazy. That dude, I could not right, clean like, a moose. No, honestly, well, look, it, look. If it if it, if the shit goes down like that, I'm just like, you? go ahead and take me. Right, like, nah, looks like bear food. Yeah, I mean that's fine. Look, I'm just not made for this shit. You know what I mean? Right, but you also got to think. So this guy's also like grew up on a farm and like. When he hit eighteen, Listen. him and his brother like jump train freight trains across the country type yeah, shit. Yeah, he's a different type of cat than me. You know oh, what I totally, did when totally. I was a kid? You know what I did when I was a kid? Because I grew up essentially with just my mom. I could cross stitch and I could decorate one badass cake. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? You got skills <laughs> for life. <laughs> but I'm I'm Who not doesn't need a good cross stitch. Animal. Like I I don't know that I could bro. I could cross stitch. I mean, you know, some some serious memories for you. 
Like, I don't, I couldn't clean a fish if I had to. I think you could. Like, do you like, clean a fish? Eventually, do you know how to clean a fish? Free fishing and dessert. Human instinct and would just take over and you'd yeah, figure it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, oh, I'm not going to eat the scales or the eyeballs. Chop the head off. And you're like sushi. Right. right. I mean, God, that's horrifying. So this bird, I'm, I'm like, I'm struggling to deal with this dead bird on my back porch. And I'm like, there are people that work at funeral homes. Oh. <gasps> That like drain the blood from freshly dead humans. That's insanity to me. Dead people is just funeral is uh, just it's hard. It's just dude, I am not in touch with whatever emotions I need to be in touch with to be able to deal with death like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like this. And sometimes bird- when I get in like really weird situations or. I don't feel comfortable. Sometimes I find them funny. Like <laughs> my natural instincts is to laugh. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And then I feel like I'm going to break out laughing at inappropriate times. <laughs> and I should just shouldn't be there. Well, this bird, the kids were all like, oh my God, look at its eyes. I was just like, get away. I don't want to talk about this with you guys. Just you should be move telling, away like, from the if door. If they have dark eyes, they have the bird flu, so stay away. Is that true? Because this No, I'm just saying lie to your kids. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's why. <laughs> that's why. And they'll go spread that lie around. Dude, I didn't know what to do. And then I'm like, listen, I'm carrying this bag with this dead bird in it. I'm like, if this thing wakes up right now and starts flapping its wings, <laughs> I am gonna scream and you're gonna hear hear me and Lawrence. There'd be cops you know flowing mean? to your house thinking oh, you're a gang. Dude, I just thinking you're a gang from pigeons in there. I mean, so so that was a whole traumatic incident today when my when the bird died on my back porch. But it's a good life lesson for the like your girls. Like, look, sometimes idiot birds just fly into windows. Kids, I think if anything, we can all agree and don't fly into a window. Maybe that bird was eating like fermented like fruits earlier that it didn't know was fermented and get all drunk and like so girls don't drink and drive thank you don't drink and fly i think right. we can all agree that's a good lesson well don't pilots do that all the time <laughs> so listen right now it's what at june 1st 2020 there are protests Shit, through the year it's insane um where are you at on these protests that are happening downtown in kansas city I'll tell you what's crazy. I keep seeing these pictures of people getting hit by a rubber bullet. You can miss me with it. Dude, that it is messing people up. Those rubber bullets. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's unfair. Obviously. Like yeah. the cops have the power. It's just well, and supposedly in a lot of these cities like New York, like the bigger cities, like some of these people like I want to say New York, like one out of seven people that were arrested might have been like one out of five weren't even from new york yeah that's what's weird about all of this and And then they all have like a certain type of app that they did communication with like like that's like it's like look you gotta do it the right way well and have you seen the 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 images of like the pallets of bricks yeah like in front of a courthouse what's going on there 
Right. Well, that's just trying to entice him. And supposedly, like, in like in all these gatherings, there's, like, embedded, obviously, undercover cops. There has to be. Why wouldn't the cops say, go and put, you guys, go and play in treat clothes and act like you're, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you just got to assume there's going to be cops in the crowd. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's all fucked up, like... It really is, man. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the resolution is. It's all bad. Like in Minnesota and stuff, they're like torching like shit, you know, like small business owners. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. People like a black African-American who's trying to have his own company. Yeah. Oh, You want to go yeah. burn that guy? Right, right. He's, like, that's the guy he's, you're trying to stand up for. Yes, Exactly. Like instead of saying that for him, you're burning down his business. Now he's has nothing. Right. Because he's not even target. And I'm not saying loot target because I'm not a proponent of that. Well, but see, target's going to be okay. Right. Well, and the biggest, like the, I was reading the biggest looting of this whole thing since the whole pandemic started, like this is like what people don't quite get or want to believe is like this pandemic's pr- part of this problem. Like it, shine a light on this problem, right? Like African American community, you're gonna hit the hardest, but you're essential workers and you have to go to work. Right. You know? Right. You know, somebody said they're not heroes like when they talk about people working at grocery stores. They're not heroes, they're hostages. No, they totally. have to work or they don't eat. Or they don't have a job. It's such a dude, the whole thing is a mess. I don't have an answer. Look, I'm well, down yeah. for the little guy, Black Lives Matter, all of that. I don't know what the solution is. Well, like I was saying, like the whole looting part, like I was reading, it was like the looting started with when all of that stimulus package came out and corporations got $500 billion and then every average man got 1200 bucks. Right. Like, right. Who, who, and who are you looting? Like, right. Like, you just gave them the money. The like, profession, yeah, the professional looters are on Wall Street. Oh yeah, right. Like if you're, I like Mark Cuban. I think he has a really good solution about it. He think uh, he says give everybody a debit card, right? Yeah, and say, hey, we're gonna put twelve hundred bucks on this, and you have to spend whatever doesn't get spent by X date, you lose it. Oh, love it. And then it's like every, so that makes people have to go out and buy shit, like go to your local place, you know? Hey, listen, I was Yang Gang all day. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Dude, I was all about you, Andrew you Yang. Got me Yang Gang. Did I? Yeah. Thank you. I brought you in. I was I was going hard to Yang Gang the whole time. Huge Andrew Yang guy, which essentially Mark Cuban's talking about. And what he's talking about, too, gets around that issue where people are like, uh, what about the people that don't need the 1200 Then they won't spend it, and it'll go right back to the system. Right. right. And you put stipulations on it. Like, look, if you're a single person, you make $160,000 a year, you don't need it. Mm-hmm. Type deal. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're a household with kids and you only make $160,000 a year, you get X amount. Well, well, here's Andrew Yang's thing was like, look, man, you're worried about the 10% getting money that they don't need. We're going to end up taxing that. We're going to end up getting it back. That's not the issue. Let's just make it as easy as possible. Send them out, get that money on the ground floor, trickle up economy. 
Yeah. Because, you know, obviously the trickle down hasn't worked in 50 years. Ever. Let's it's time to switch it up. I don't know, man. Uh, the whole thing is crazy and I'm ready for. Well, and democracy, democracy is a huge experiment anyway, right? Yeah. I'm like, look, it, we're still in the experiment. So why don't we yeah. exper- change the experiment up? 100%. Dude, I love that. If right? this is an experiment, let's try some stuff. Yeah. See what works. Fuck it. Know. If it doesn't work two years from now, okay, scrap switch it. Switch it. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Uh, That's why our votes matter. Like the local elections. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. Um, who would have thought this six pack chat would have turned into some of this philosophy? Maybe that's what people do after they have Tupac three Mick thought, Ultras. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever he was about. That's, that's why about. he's on my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Dude, I'm done with mine. Where are you at on yours? I got like a gulp left. Gulp it down. We'll call it good. This was episode four, Six Pack Chats on Twitter. At six written out, Six Pack Chats. Um, and from look, there you can find Look out Steve for an ab crunch video. Yeah, and then also work on your six packs and and get those ab crunches in before episode five. Steve, good job. We're out. Cheers. Appreciate you.